listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We are Cue the Mic. Cue the Mic, Cue the Mic. And this is your host, Dr. Renee Norris-Jones, not a medical doctor, but a scholar, a doctor, doctor. Um, and I have two grandsons now. A new one? You have a new grand a new grandson. I have a new grandson. He's Aww. a whole week old. Congratulations. I remember posting about that on Facebook. That's awesome. Yes. So the new the, the new baby's not saying doctor grandmother yet. Not but we yet. hope to get him up to speed soon. Eventually. Maybe it'll be his uh, first word. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> and but the four year old does a whole doctor grandmother, but at the beginning it was just yeah, but it, the thought was there. Oh. But if we're in the store and it's toys, he just goes doctor, doctor. Um, so <laughs> this is doctor grandmother, and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and doctor. Sometimes dude, I, I will answer to, to dude sometimes, or y'all, y'all. Yeah, I like y'all. Yeah, you do. Y'all I'm I so glad I, the LGBT community latched onto that. Yes, because it's a really? collective gender neutral pronoun. Yeah. Go um, Texas. Yeah. My so my name is Griffin. I go I use they them pronouns. I'm a student and student journalist. Um yep. and proud co-host of this wonderful show, Cue the Mic. And I am <laughs> Fox. I go by she, her, hers, and often dude. And I'm just hanging out during the coronavirus. Yeah. Just to, you know, get all my little projects done. And, and don't let just vibing. And and don't but, let her and don't let her fool you. Fox is also the associate producer of Cue the Mic. Keep forgetting. <laughs> she makes she takes. I don't forget because she takes so much off of my plate. So here, here to the associate producer. Thank you. And we have a guest in the studio today. Hello. Hi. My name is Chris Nelson. I'm the president and founder of Trans Minors Rights. And president and founder are my pronouns. My other pronouns are, uh, <laughs> are they, them. And, and Chris was on um, a couple of months ago. I suck with time. Uh, I remember that. The date. I think it was a couple months ago. It was yeah, a couple, a couple months, months ago. ago. And it was a very but good show. It yes, it was. I, I, Chris and I initially, I think we reconnected on Facebook, and then the I was more trying to remember how we met today, and I could not remember. Yeah, so we connected recently on social media. Mm. Don't remember how, but we connected. But as I was putting in Chris's information into my contacts, it came up already, and I'm going, wait a minute, I have all of their information. And I'm working really hard because I really suck at misgendering people in air. So I'm taking my time. I misgender um, myself, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is, and I, that is the worst feeling ever. That you, like understand. You, yes, you understand. Yes, so you misgender me. yourself to someone else. I've been doing a lot better <laughs> living alone. It's helped for some reason. I mean, yes. not living alone, but not going out i guess because i don't hear other right. people she her me all the time so it's just me in my own head uh, right <laughs> yeah I'm living, um, I'm living with my with my parents and they they're trying they're not they're not there yet though so 
I'm kind I'm kind of the opposite. Like like um, when I go to I go to the community college of Philadelphia, and um, when I'm around my awesome uh, LGBT friends and my nerd friends, they're all uh, generally speaking very very good about using my proper pronouns. But um, spending a lot of time with family who are a bit older than I am, obviously, and um, you know they're they're supportive they're just not adapting to the language easily um so it's a it's a bit it's a bit of a struggle um, I, I put it vaguely? Name, but not great with pronouns oh uh, yeah what are you saying renee i would think can you put because it's family and you know with family we have humor can you put you know that thing you play that game and you put things on your forehead <laughs> like a piece of tape up there that says they them. Honestly, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I'll just get just get they them tattooed on my forehead. Yeah, just uh, just like a piece of tape, and you know, maybe yeah. at breakfast, <laughs> at breakfast, just at certain times. Right, um, right. Um, I did. I did humor. find the show date. By the way, it was in October, so it has been yeah, it's been a good oh my God. six months. What October was six months ago? I know. <laughs> So, so Chris, remind our listeners how to find you. I don't want we will do that at the end, but I just want to make sure we get it out there. How to find yeah, Trans um, Miners Rights. Yeah, Trans Miners Rights. We have a website at transminersrights.org, and you can sign our petition there to help transgender minors get access to puberty blockers. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and newly TikTok. That's the thing I'm doing now, right? I have That's made cool. exactly one TikTok. So oh, okay. cool. <laughs> I'm, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, under TMR execs. So that's T-M-R-E-X-E-S. That's our tag on all those socials. Yeah, the queer TikToks have been so funny. They're pretty great. Because yeah. there's, yeah. so, there's like a whole subset of them that are, that my friend keeps sending them to me. Uh because I mean they they have a TikTok too, but they uh, they mostly use it. They they do this they do this thing where they do that thing where you kind of like are dancing while mm. some you're talking about some kind of like social justice issue like as it's popping up on the screen, but you're dancing. Mm. Um, but they send them to me all the time, and there's always like there's just this huge amount, and it's always like really really young looking LGBT doing that thing where they're like seductively mouth syncing to like lyrics but also looking at the camera right. and like being <laughs> right. all seductive and stuff and I'm like oh no you're 10 <laughs> Please stop. oh no yeah TikTok definitely draws a much younger crowd yeah yeah I uh I am in my early 20s I will not <laughs> get into how <laughs> into my exact age uh but I do not I don't have TikTok. I also never had Vine, which was a big deal when I was in high school. I didn't either, but it was so great watching them now because some of them are yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah, the like the like almost like bite-sized humor yeah. kind of things are really cool. But but I'm also like not into social media in general. So that's probably it. It's not that I like I'm particularly, you know, weird or well, yeah, I am weird. Never mind. I don't. Um, I'm weird. <laughs> I don't get the difference between Vine and TikTok. Are they like? Is it like a revival of Vine, or is it something yeah, pretty different? Much. It, initially, I think TikTok. Oh, yep. Go yeah. for it. I think that TikTok did what Vine didn't, 
where it's it's really easy to get stuck in a loop of it because Vine was just Instagram but video and then Instagram got video and no one really cared. But uh, Vine, it gives you all sorts of different editing possibilities. You can add lots of popular music uh, and different filters and things like that, um, which might also be like something with the times where it's 2020. There's a lot more facial recognition and tracking software. Yeah. Um, but also it just scrolls you to the next video. Like after you've watched one, you can flip to the next one and flip to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. It makes it super easy to like and subscribe to everything. And it's just so like, it's like, I think layout right. is great. Like an entertainment K-hole. Yeah. And I'm kind of nerding <laughs> out over the layout. Yeah. Because I was a web designer for several years. So I'm just like, oh, oh it's so I great. forgot you said that. I'm nice. in school yeah. for uh, web. Well, I'm in school for front end, but. Yeah, because, I did um, web design and development. And now I do back end development. Oh, nice. which one do you like more? I like both of them, and I actually, I kind of dabble in both now because we build, my team builds front-end apps, but I'm technically a back-end developer, but, uh-huh. like, now I yeah, do. She uses like, the quote sign. Yeah, I'm technically a back-end developer, quote-unquote, because <laughs> uh, my my job is to do the Java back-end stuff, but I end up doing a lot of Angular and HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Yeah. I, I, I got something on my phone about a week ago. And it said TikTok, and it had some headline. And I've been so busy that I've not had a chance to look at it. So I want to say two things. Griffin, you're in your early 20s, and you're not going to say. I am 40 years older, and I'm not going to say. 40-ish. <laughs> 40. But you guys keep me young because um, for someone that's in their 60s, I remember when my daughter went to college, I was, my God, it was 30 years ago. No, no, no. She's 30, so it wasn't 30 years ago. And when she left, my ex and I kind of knew all the music. We can watch the video shows. We can watch, you know, the music awards. And we knew things. When she left for college, it took like probably a year and a half to two years for my ex and I to turn on the TV and going, who are these people? Who are these <laughs> yeah. entertainers? What song is this? I've never That's heard this. Sudden switch over. It, it was just like, <laughs> We lost all of our cool points. We didn't know anyone who was singing, performers. We didn't know anything. So you guys are keeping me young. Now I know what the TikTok was. I didn't get a chance if to you're relying on, on If you're relying on me to give you cool points, I am so <laughs> sorry for you. I don't know. I don't know about me either. I'm not, I'm not, in. I'm not in with the... Because I, you know, I, I either find whatever the new thing is six months after it's new, yep. or I never find it at all. So well, I got a I'm TikTok. So I don't even know how I don't even know how I got a TikTok. Let's see whether it's still on here. I definitely got something that said somebody does something to someone. Yeah, a lot of celebrities um, have been getting TikTok and but I'm like, but way. I've never signed up for it. How did I um how did I get in there? I like just watched community. I just watched The Office. I just started playing Minecraft. Like I, I get into things like ten years after they're you started. play Minecraft now? Oh my god. Oh my god! I have we should like make a human dogs. like Minecraft server. It'll be so fun. I have twenty dogs and five cats. Okay, this must be a video <laughs> game because I'm going. Twenty dogs? How are you feeding it them? Is. It's letting me. It's letting me with uh, zombie scraps. It's letting me uh, relive my <laughs> fantasy of owning a billion animals and growing anything yeah. that doesn't make. Have you it. caught a fox yet? What? <laughs> 
there are foxes in Minecraft now. Oh, I, I know. I, you can catch them? Yeah, you can catch them. You... I think we're going to get back to pronouns. Foxes, oh, chickens, yes, I'm and so pronouns. Sorry. Oh, my. It's okay. Foxes, like, foxes, foxes okay, chickens, and pronouns. Ah, uh, yes. Like lions, tigers, and bears. <laughs> yes, lions, tigers, and bears. Yes. I'm going to name the episode that. What's that? Uh, lions, tigers, and bears, or... Foxes, no, foxes and chickens. Ah, uh, yes, the two Fox, gentlemen. And pronouns, oh my. Um, yes. As we move on gently. Yes, to this today's segment of Why Pronouns Matter, which is a segment talking about language, the transgender community, and uh, just in general, like uh, topics sort of around language usage and transgender news. It's sort of a mix of these two. And so today we're going to be talking about our guest, Chris, had a post that we all thought was interesting on Facebook that was like a, it's a list of a bunch of different like pronouns and like honoraries, like, like titles and stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, do you want to yeah, explain? I thought it was really interesting um, when I saw it, I saw it on um, Facebook. But anyway, carry on, Chris. It went sort of viral with at least a couple of LGBTQ people that I knew were wow. posting it. I saw it on my Facebook feed a couple of times, so that was really cool. Uh, it basically lists, you know, it, it's, she, her, he, him, they, them, and then Mr., Mrs., and just a couple of fun ones. Captain, uh, there's pal, buddy, sis, sibling, ma'am. Queen, king, those kinds of things. Boy with an I, boy with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just, let's just you got take to respond it at the to how top. you felt about each of them. Right. So it, it caught my attention because we do a Y pronouns manner segment. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one, it says it, it's. Um, yeah. Which I thought we've... that was rude. I mean, wow. It's, it's not even a personal. It's it loses the. Yeah. Was it? Wasn't it's very dehumanizing. I don't mean to. I don't mean to like bring. I feel like we might have discussed this on another show. Didn't wasn't like Michael Bloomberg, like recorded calling a transgender person it, like, in a conversation. I can uh, see that. Like, I'm not yeah, sure. I, yeah. Both, honestly, I like. I don't I, know about that particular case, but I do know that there have been cases like that where people use it against the transgender community as dehumanizing language, yeah. calling transgender people it. But yeah, I have I mean. actually met a few people uh, in my life who preferred to go by it, its pronouns. Um, and I think it was really interesting. Just sort of a grammar thing for them, honestly, where they, them didn't feel proper. Uh you know, saying they are going this direction or something. Uh, it just felt weird. So they started going by it. It's because it is the singular, singular. gendered huh. pronoun in English. Uh, you know, and I can see that. I can see that I teach and um, I teach online. Sometimes I'm in the classroom, but I... Um, <sighs> I am on my students because I teach an M MBA level. So I'm on my students about APA and mm -hmm. proper English. And, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that. And I get the, but I did so good in undergrad, but welcome to your MBA. Um, so it is a challenge for me to switch back and forth. 
Um, I actually had somebody who told me, um, like, they were going to write an article about me because they wanted to write an article about LGBTQ people. And then when I told them that I use they, them pronouns, they told me that they couldn't do that because it wasn't proper English. So they didn't put my bit in the article. Wow. Wait, who did this? I, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't actually reveal who did this. It was, but... it was a while ago. I don't remember who it was. It was like three or four years ago. But yeah, they oh, told right. me that they that's, wouldn't that's be still... able to do that. That's insane. Bad journalism. Yeah, I was like, you might want to figure out how to be an ally. If you're gonna oh, yes. Write. Oh, yes. You're well, you know what? It's, it's not, not right even it's, of, it's, uh, LGBT. It's, right. it's not even just an ally because, and I don't remember, I know we covered this on the previous show, either the APA, the American Psychological Association, or yeah. I know the AP, um, the Associated Press, there's numerous agencies that have adopted mm-hmm. they, them pronouns universities have it's just it's a challenge when i am correcting someone who i'm sending to the writing center because their writing is not where it needs to be um and so i have to be careful when i'm editing their paper to make sure that i'm not dealing with something that is a pronoun lgbtq pronoun issue and how I word that and correcting them. Like it just, it, yeah. I have to stop and think about that process. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like as someone who writes and tutors a lot, mm-hmm. I feel like it's, I feel like it's, I feel like this issue would come up regardless because bad writing is bad writing. Mm-hmm. Where it's, if you use, if you use they in any context, you want to be you want to be clear who you're referring to and the the lack of lack of clarity is like the the cardinal sin in writing i think right other than other than just getting grammar completely wrong or whatever Mm -hmm. i could argue though then at the same point it's the same as when you're talking about two men in a conversation and you would use he him for both of them you have to make sure that you clarify who you're talking about so it's the same kind of situation right when you're using they them pronouns are you using it in a singular fashion or a plural fashion you just have to make sure in the language you're using that you specify it's not about well, you can't do that because it has a double meaning, you know. Right. Rather right. than rather than have it just be a blanket no and harm a group of people, you should, you know, at least people that actually want to get better at writing should become more adept at making their writing more clear and be willing exactly. to, like, you know, yeah. yeah. There's ways to do that with they, them, too. You can continue a sentence when you're referring to they, them and make something plural it's just there's there's easy ways to do it if you are willing to work around it it's all about the effort and that's what i have a problem with the it's it's thing i don't have a problem with people who want to use it i never like if anyone wants to use their own pronouns and like you know there's no issue with doing that it's just that every time i've heard it's is as a pronoun it's always from like some homophobic person trying to be derogatory against right. gay people mm-hmm. in general it's only reason like that's that's where it comes from to me. It's it's like queer. It's like it's for now not for all of us, but it's become a reclaimed term. But if some straight person I don't know just starts going on about queers, like I'm not gonna think that that's a friendly thing until I know for a fact that it's a friendly thing that they're saying. 
Yeah, and that I think is exactly the point what you were saying, like with the word queer, where it used to just be used to attack us. And now the LGBT community started reclaiming it. I think people have started reclaiming it it's as a valid pronoun uh, rather than having people use it against us. We're taking it back and saying, you know what, it it's, is my pronoun. You can refer to me as that. That's what I want from you. Yeah, it it, it in a weird way, it kind of. So I, I don't know if this if this uh, thought train will make sense. It it kind of reminded me of how um, like people people identify as like punk now as like a as like a genre and an attitude and a and like an identity. But back in the day, punk was like a really you know something that like you didn't want to be called it was like a yeah 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 exactly yeah it was a it was and still is a little bit a derogatory term but so that's kind of what it reminded me of is like leaning into into a like um and reclaiming a negative judgment because to make like a political statement or something like that right Um, yeah and i mean as i think i have the perfect example as an african-american um, the N-word has been reclaimed, and um, unless you are African-American or part African-American, you can't use the word. And in the African-American community, there are half, you know, maybe not half, well, let's just say half for the sake of argument. Half of the people say, nope, it should not be used at all. These are African-Americans. And the other half of the African-Americans are saying, yeah, you can, but it's in that community that you can say it. So it's kind of like what you're saying with the it, it's if you're not saying you can call me this, then you don't get to use it unless you clarify that that's what someone wants to be called. Right. And then yeah. you don't just look at every other person who uses <clears throat> alternative protein, like pronouns, aren't she, her, or him and go, okay, well, I can call all of you. It's now because this one person thinks it's okay. For right. Me right. To call yeah. them that. It is very much right. an opt in, uh, not an, not an opt out whether you want to be called it or it's or not. Yes. So on Chris's page for it, it's, it said, no, thank you. Uppercase. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, That's very much a, a, I do not want you to call me this. If you want to be called it, it's, that is fine. That's totally valid. Your pronouns are valid. I do not want to be referred to as that to me personally. It's offensive. And if you used it for me, I would get upset. Yeah, yeah, and yep. that's why that's, that's why I thought the the list was so it's so it's so cool because it's if if someone is is inter- is like genuinely really interested in like all right how would I you know what should I call you what should I you know um, I'd like to make an effort to you know what are your pronouns right you can right, direct right. them to this this list. And I don't uh, expect everyone, every one of my Facebook friends to refer back to it anytime they want to oh, yeah. talk to me or have to memorize it. Like, okay, so Chris definitely is being like, okay with being called guy and dude and definitely is not okay with ma'am. Like, you have to remember that for the rest of your life now. Like, right. no, that's not what this is about. It's just letting anybody know, like, maybe if you've called me that in the past, by the way, this isn't exactly okay. It's a little easier to come out in a public forum and say these are the things that I'm generally okay and not okay with than personally coming up to someone and saying, Hey, so you called me she the other day and it was kind of awkward. And Right. And yeah. so what it, what it makes me, what it makes me think of is I think of, I think possibly a lot of why, you know, you'll hear 
hear people like, oh, I'm very frustrated with like these whole pronoun things. I'm frustrated and I don't understand it. Gender and pronouns and compliment words and titles and everything come as one package. And there's no, there's no learning. There's no like slow process of, you know, oh, okay, this is good to use. This isn't good to use. And I feel like, I feel like being, being transgender might, it disrupts that a little bit. It's, it, it has, you know, normally, right. As you interact with, and, you know, with a trans person who is maybe on the non-binary spectrum, you there's like a learning process and it might take it might take a long time of you know all right so what compliments should i shouldn't you know shouldn't shouldn't use and all this stuff and so the list is a possible answer to that as like all right if you don't you know if this is important right now you can look at this but i but i also feel like that kind of slow learning process there's like a value in that i think you know slowly learning a person's preferences mm -hmm. is like for me, at least, it's I I enjoy it, um, but I I get I guess I can see how it be it would be different to someone who's never gone through that before. That's that's yeah. the thing though is it's about getting to know somebody. So whenever somebody was like, oh well, adding pronouns into all this is just too much work, blah blah. It's like, well, when you meet a person, what's the first thing you ask them? You probably ask them their name. And then you right. ask follow-up questions because you're trying to get to know them. What's your profession? You know, what do you do for a living? Are you married? Any kinds of other questions. So just add that into the mix. What are your, what's your name? What are your pronouns? What do you do for a living? And you just follow into it that way. It, it feels really natural when it just comes up naturally in conversation. Right. I mean, I, I think for me, what this showed was, because we're always, at the beginning of every show, we talk about our pronouns. And usually we say, yeah, you know, you can call me do, y'all. What this gives me, it gives me a larger scope of who Chris is, who this individual is beyond they, them. So when, you know, it's like my pronouns are they, them. But there's some other stuff here. They, them is much preferred. Please use they, them for me all the time, Chris says. It's okay, uppercase, if you make mistakes. But then it's she, her. It's okay on my femme day sometimes, but I'd rather you avoid it. He, him, sometimes very validating on my masculine days. They, them, we just discussed that. Mr., nope. It's MR, period. Mr., M-I-S-T-E-R, no. <laughs> yeah, that yeah like, that's it's the all... other thing is that it's, it's 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 funny and it's and it's um i i feel like i've learned more about you reading this than yes. maybe you know it's you interesting know, so. like from the non-binary perspective seeing all the different titles too because it's like they it's interesting to think more deeply about them you know because you think about like this is a male title and this is a female title but when it comes to a non-binary person or an otherwise trans person they might have different feelings about different words and different terms that you would use so it's yeah. really interesting to me to see those like boy is like a little weird because i'm not like a young person right <laughs> But like man and, and woman both feel weird because right and, and, and the boy you just used was the boi right yeah that one yes. that one's just like a nice funny kind of greeting yes like, it is i mean it's, 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 yeah. it's, 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's young, yeah, it's yeah. urban, <laughs> right? It's young, yeah. it's urban, um, and I think they call everyone that, you know. I mean, does uh, like anyone like ma'am? Does like anyone know. in the world oh. like ma'am? I don't even think oh. cis women like ma'am. Yeah. Can everyone just yeah. agree that that word no longer exists? I would love to <laughs> because I hate being called ma'am. Yeah, don't you, tell you effing ma'am me? Yeah, ever since my first niece and nephew. My first niece and nephew, I was just like, please call me Renee. Okay, they had to call me Miss Renee, Aunt Renee. But don't ma'am me, please. Do not ma'am me. I, I hate like it. being called Miss Chris. And there were a couple times where I was babysitting and someone would call me Miss Chris. And I'm like, I literally changed my name. So that wouldn't the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, all the work I've done <laughs> erasing <laughs> the moment. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I I also really I think they're you know obviously a bit a bit clunky and silly, but I also like the the um, non gendered titles like captain and comrade yeah, yeah. or like citizen. I think they're all really friend, funny. I like and friend. Really, oh, oh oh friend yeah friend is cool. Oh I yeah, call friend everyone friend. Friend's fun because it can be totally genuine, but it can also totally be something where you're like. Yeah. vaguely threatening some not threatening yeah. someone but like you're you're being vaguely like trying to convey that you're kind of angry like hey there friend how about yeah, you yeah do i that? do i did observe that when i talk to people i'm more likely to call acquaintances friend in conversation like yes yeah, anything you need i'm here friend and then with my actual friends i'm more like uh, yeah, BB, I love you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, <laughs> I got your back, you know. I call my so. friends things I can't say on the radio. There you go. There you go. I like toots a lot. Oh, my gosh, toots, yeah. Tootsie Pop, <laughs> um, Sugar Snacks, Sugar my Cheap. My husband says love a lot. Oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah. like, it's like a blanket, like, like, oh, love, really? You did that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, for Miss, M-I-S-S, um, Chris wrote, nope, all uppercase. Nope. Um, and I'm from an era, because I am a little older, where you grew up with people were like, Miss Renee, Miss Renee. And I'm like, my mother did not name me Miss. My first name is not Miss. My first name is Renee. Yeah. So I have a lot of half and half. There's some family members that still call me Aunt Renee or Miss Renee, but... Um, yeah, I have a problem with that one too. Which um, sir would be gender neutral for like everyone? I love yeah. sir as a gender neutral sir, term. Yeah, I know. I wish I wish that so I I wish this word didn't have the connotation it did, and that it was actually used as an equal to sir, dame. I no. wish dame, dame was used okay, in the it. actual way it's supposed to be used, which is the like a. a like uh like the, as the equivalent of sir it's like knighthood yeah. you know and I again think that's i so heard this cool. before it's such a connotation of like that yeah dame. yeah it's, it's like sounds so derogatory to me now look at the dame over there movies. you know all that i like the word dame it takes me to betty davis and those kinds of you know those old yeah. movie stars you know that dame another yeah. thing i've been trying to do relating to gender is uh removing unnecessary gendered titles so it's not like stewardess it's just flight attendant and oh, uh, interesting. 
Yeah, like things like that. Like it's not waitress, it's just waiter for regardless of gender or actor yeah. versus actress. They're just actors. Because you and really you know don't what? I, I, them. Right. And, and I think those last two things. Yeah, like if a non binary person said, I'm an actor, then it's like, well, why would you default to the male title rather than. Yeah, actor? or like comedian versus comedian with the I E and M E. Yes. It's wow. So Professional funny person. Yeah, I think the waiter and the waitress and the actor and the actress, those have been around for a long time and not many females, like for decades, not many females call themselves an actress or waitress. They call themselves an actor or Mm. they call themselves a waiter. Because I think they're more serious about what they do. So um, they probably don't like work for a fast food. Form. Right. Right. Um, they probably don't work for a fast food Star, chain or anything street. like that. Yes. Yes. Um, and then oh we talk gosh. about feminine compliments. Um, and I don't think we've discussed this. Mm. Um, pretty beautiful um, in certain contexts. Yeah. Um, See, the thing is, like, all of the feminine titles and the feminine words being attributed to me, I don't necessarily mind it, especially when it's on a very feminine day or anything like that. Like, if someone called me a beautiful person, I wouldn't really mind that. But a lot of the issue that comes from that, and I think this is just me speculating, but I think many trans people could uh, relate to this, where my mom, when I first came out, was very much against it and used those words, those feminine words to try to drill into me to try to, I guess, convince me that I was a girl and try to, you know, pull the femininity back out of me. (laughs) Right. So I get a little uncomfortable with like people calling me beautiful or pretty or anything because it got to an overwhelming level after I came out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of handsome. I don't like that one. I don't like it anymore. And it sucks because there's like no other. I don't think there's any other masculine oriented ones other than handsome that I can think of. I feel like I feel like dapper. Yeah, but that that to me, I usually think of well dressed. Yeah, Is, but that's I like, like a, a dapper a, for me. Me too. I think it's yeah. I think it's neat. I I think I think I've said this before. I think gorgeous should be a gender neutral uh compliment i call all types of people gorgeous even if they're yeah i mean maybe it's maybe it's like a maybe it's like a gay man thing but calling other men gorgeous is like a it's like a thing that i've heard a lot at least well complimenting another man is like taboo in our culture that's that's also true yeah unless you're unless you're gay uh generally speaking men don't really compliment each other um it's so sad. Yeah. Like, just the culture of masculinity where you're not allowed to tell your friends they're looking good. Right, yeah. <sighs> well, you know, the feminine compliments, the pretty, the beautiful, the handsome, I think that that's a great segue to go into respect for Rachel. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, Rachel Levine. Yes. Um I haven't actually seen this stuff, so could one of you explain it to me? Rachel Levine is 
the Secretary of Health of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and she is a transgender woman. I think she's the first transgender person ever elected to Pennsylvania legislature. Uh, so she's been quite famous in the trans community, um, at least the Pennsylvania trans community. And she's kind of leading the fight against COVID right now, being, you know, Secretary of Health. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, she, and she's on television a lot. Uh, Griffin, I just sent a text to you with a piece on there about her. Oh, yes. I, I'm looking Them. at the thing. Them. I, so, yeah, I, I it is just... her. She goes by she, her pronouns. Yeah. She does well. what she, her. Yeah, you're right. The okay. first time. I just, okay. I don't, um, I don't, I don't watch like television. I get all my news from other things. So okay. uh, that's why I don't get like the, the Pennsylvania like briefings, I guess. Um, I know a lot of people who like have the White House. They watch the daily White House briefings. Mm, can't, and I no. honestly don't mm. understand mm. that. Um, but it is, that's really cool though. I didn't know that, that it's, that it's like actually um both it's not just a disrespectful thing towards her but it's also that she's actually made history being the being one of the first elected officials at least in yeah. Pennsylvania right and it sucks cuz all you're seeing about her really well that i'm seeing about her online is her you know having to defend herself against all of these like super like um transphobic people and that sucks cuz i wish like she was everywhere because of the wonderful work that she's doing. But unfortunately right. I'm hearing a lot more about all this awful stuff people are saying about her. Right. Rather than actually being able to like do the job that she was elected to do, she's right. had to spend energy like deflecting this stuff is really yeah, frustrating. Now that her job has come to the forefront and she's had to be a lot more public. People have started, you know, making fun of her and harassing her for being transgender and I actually have a quote here, if you want me to read it. Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Uh, she said, I want to be judged upon my work in medicine and in public health and in this difficult time in my work to help protect the public health in the face of this global pandemic. It doesn't make any difference what someone's gender identity or sexual orientation is. We're really all in this together. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and somehow I think that kind of caught on to, or a lot of people started to defend Rachel. Um, mm -hmm. because of all of them, that's why it was a segment from the feminine compliments because she wasn't getting a lot of pretty beautiful, um, she was getting a lot of crude comments and, um, to, to, and, and I didn't know it either until, I mean, but I remember seeing her and listening to her because I'm not listening to, um, Griffin, I think you said something about folks who are tuning into the white house. I cannot t tune into the white house. I just can't. Yeah. I can't yeah. do that, but pretty much if the White House is making an announcement, I'll wait for, um, yeah, wait for it to get or CNN, through. right, process through appropriate journalism channels, and I can kind of hear what happened, and, and Rachel's one of those people who says, here's what's going on, here's what we're doing, you know, you kind of don't even listen to number 45. Um, right. You kind of yeah, you, know, you want to listen through. to the medical professionals who are on the yes. front lines actually fighting this. Yes. Yes. And Pennsylvania yes. would be more relevant to us anyway because it would be more local. So, you know, federal yeah, news exactly. is whatever, but local news is actually probably more essential that we know. You know, did I tell you guys that my dad's girlfriend is a nurse in northwestern New York? And she, like, they're they're pulling 
they're pulling healthcare professionals from like smaller areas in New York uh, and they're paying her to go to New York City to help fight because they don't have enough like doctors and nurses there to handle everybody. Wow. Yeah, I wow. saw crazy. I saw an article a while ago. This is like probably a couple of weeks ago about um a woman who was a nurse and most of the people at her hospital were laid off in like Oklahoma um, during all this because they can't afford to keep it open quote quote um, and so she was without a job during the pandemic when she is a trained medical professional and one of the options for her was to literally pack up and move to New York City because New York City has an open call for um, nurses and doctors that are out of work. Oh, yeah, you know, just that little thing, you know, just pick up, move everything. It's not a big deal. It's not yeah, even that much work. But but she yeah. was considering it, and then the people in her community attacked her for abandoning them. And so it, you know, so it's it it's the worst decision oh, is yes, I have no work. options in my community. There is little way I can help people, and I could. But I could go somewhere else where I would be valued and, and be able to help people. I think they would be proud of her. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed, I, I can't imagine what, um, I actu- actually cannot imagine what healthcare workers are going through right now. I'm, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's pretty awful. Depending. Someone on saw a video of a woman who like could barely hold it together because she was seeing so many just bodies that we had to take out of the hospital. Yeah. That's a pretty good segue into my rant, actually. It's about the coronavirus again, of course. Yeah, go for it. Perfect timing. Okay. Um, Well, I actually wanted to talk about what was going on in the the city I just moved from, uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. There was a huge protest at the state capitol, Mostly, which, by the way, they did find out a lot of those people also had ties to white nationalists. So take with that what you will. But Are we surprised? No, no. Actually, most of the protests that I've gone to there, the opposing side was almost always white nationalists. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about, obviously, this whole th- that, that whole thing is appalling and it's stupid, especially when you think about a lot of the protesters having signs about things that are just they just seem so small compared to the things that are actually going on. People protesting with signs talking about, Oh, we need a haircut. Oh, I need this. I need that. All these things that aren't necessities. They're, they're freaking out over. And what kills me is that I, I've been in protests in Harrisburg. I have been on the opposite side of a lot of people that are just like the people that are protesting. I have been on the opposite side And the police treated us so badly every time when I was marching with Black Lives Matter, when I was marching against an anti-Sharia thing that was very clearly just a racist rally disguised as an anti-Sharia rally. We were against them. We were marching against them. And the police were facing us, even though they were the ones protesting and just being racist. And the one time it was it was police on mounted horses, giant giant mounted horses and a couple of us almost got stomped one of us like ended up going to jail for a little bit because they tried to say that she hit a horse or they hit a horse and even though the horse the horse like at one point i turned around and we were just we were walking peacefully in the streets by the way 
We didn't have any weapons. We had flags. We had our little banners. We had our little party. We were walking on the sidewalk completely legally. And I remember turning around at one point to look behind me, and there was a horse that towered over me by at least five feet, close enough that it had bumped me on the shoulder. Wow. And yet, we have the masses of people that were there at this protest armed with shotguns, AR-15s, AK-47s, people with full-on weapons walking around Harrisburg and protesting. And nearly nothing was done to curtail it. It just, it blows my mind that these people here with actual weapons and, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't be afraid of, of citizens owning guns. That's yeah, not and, the and point. Standing, standing really close to each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw uh, that. I saw uh, that. Obviously on purpose, uh, like of shirking course. the social distancing rules. Alternatively, here in, in Philly, Refuse Fascism has been, they've been continuing to do demonstrations, uh, their Trump and Pence out movement and they've been in like uh car caravans like you know to keep distance from each other and they're not doing anything that would put anybody close to anybody else they're entirely following all the rules because they're they're keeping them separate by car that's actually another thing i wanted to bring up is that a lot of these protesters were the, down, the area where Capitol, uh, the Capitol Hill is, where the main uh, Capitol steps are in Harrisburg, it is about three or four blocks away from the main hospital in the city. And people were oh. also coming in their cars and blocking up the street. They were literally blocking up the streets that lead to the hospitals. Yeah. Wow. I heard about that. They were mm. stopping people from being able to get to the hospital and healthcare workers being able to get out of the hospital because of their stupid little rally because they want their haircuts and they want their little amenities. And it just made me super angry. And just to drive the point home, did, does anyone remember like the Spanish flu, which by the way, yeah. we're finding out it didn't originate in Spain. So, Oh um, yeah, it did not. It actually no. originated in like, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it originated in the U.S., so I love that we call it the Spanish flu. But um, when the Spanish flu was happening, there was a parade in Philadelphia. And because people were kind of taking it seriously, they kind of weren't, but they're like, hey, let's throw this huge parade anyway. And the amount of people that ended up getting sick and dying as a result mm. of that parade was astronomical. And that's exactly what is going to happen, I think, with these protests, because now we've got it killed thousands of people in, as a result of one day. Right. And that is exactly what is going to happen. And I will drive this ho- point home until I am blue in the face. But we are at the epicenter of the of the pandemic right now. We have more cases and deaths than any other country by far. Centered in New York City, of course. But unlike Western Europe, where the epidemic was bad, but it had new cases of deaths and, and cases have fallen... We have kind of plateaued around 30,000 new confirmed cases per day and 2,000 deaths Wow! per day. And just because in New York seems to be having a declining cases and hospitalizations for right now, but like a lot of other states um, aren't and cities aren't. Right. And no place in the country seems to be anywhere near the level of mass testing and, and contact tracing measures that we need to get an actual like idea of how much... Yeah. How much is actually broken out. And a bunch of states uh, run by Republican officials are 
already considering opening back up because they're seeing I, oh, I know. crazy crazy oh it's going down that's all that's all yeah. they're thinking about and is, it's gonna like, go okay, right back it's, up it's being controlled now so we're just gonna let everybody fly off the rails but yeah that's which gonna is not how math works send that's it not right. how... which is also like why are we trusting that that is a good idea if if to like put in perspective the world right now has about two million six hundred thousand cases it's a little bit higher than that we make up as of time of recording as of time of recording yes um Around April 22nd, I got this information from the Systems Science and Engineering at Johns Hopkins University. But as of uh, yesterday, out of those 2,600,000 cases, we have about 839,000 of those cases. Out of 182,912 deaths, we have 46,000. The only country that comes close to us in those numbers is Spain, and they only have 200,000 cases and 21,000 deaths. They have half the amount of deaths and way less than half the amount of cases. We are leading the entire world in cases and deaths. USA. And USA. it's just like, by by Trump's Fox Town Hall near the end of March, just about 706 Americans had died from the virus. And they mm. were under 54,000 cases. Since then, the number of Americans who have died from it has gone up 65 times. 65 times that amount in April alone, the number of deaths has gone up almost tenfold from 4,780 to more hundred than to more than uh, 46,000 as of Wednesday night. So I'm like really trying to hammer this home. Right. It's still going up astronomically. And hearing about these states opening up and trying to open up is just, it's going to be a disaster and it's, it's a horrible, horrible tragedy that people are putting what sounds like basic comforts. And I know, I know that some people are protesting because they are out of their job and they're scared and they are worried. And I know unemployment isn't being there for people like it should be. I know tons of people that have talked to me in the last couple of days who said they filed at the beginning of the month and they still haven't seen any money and they rely on that money. And I get it. But that point is, is that there's, there is no good answer. Nobody is right. Like, staying completely closed is going to help flatten the curve. It is going to save lives. But people who, undocumented immigrants, people who lost their jobs and, and aren't getting unemployment, people that don't qualify for unemployment right now, like, they are screwed. And they are not getting food. And their landlords aren't freezing rent because we don't have a national rent freeze. Like, I understand why people are scared. But at the same time, opening up is only going to make it worse. And we need to stop acting like there is one central idea. So the only thing to do, and it sucks, is we need to listen to the healthcare professionals. We need to listen to the people who are actually on the front lines of this. And gotta try to be there for each other another interesting thing i found out by the way i have to verify this and find the source but i heard from somebody that uh i guess they traced so so a lot of the rallies for these these protests have been going up online like facebook events and stuff like that to call for these rallies and i guess for a couple hundred of these rallies around the country it was traced to a single ip address so there was one hmm. person in oh. florida making all of these events and calling people to action to do these protests, which I find really interesting yeah, because if you've ever crazy. been on Facebook, you know, all it takes is like 
five to ten people sharing something and then their friends share it and then their friends share it and then their friends share it and all of a sudden there's like 50,000 people going to something yeah so it's just interesting I it's that is really interesting because I I I bet given more time will we might have figured out that you know somebody managed to uh, figure out how to game Facebook's algorithms to get this to show up to more people's, you know, more people's pages, you know, get more eyes on it. And that's that's wild. Yeah. Um, and if you think about like the Republican base being manipulated by Russia, that it's been proven, you know, that they meddled into our they meddled into our um, yeah. elections. Yeah. <laughs> they meddle in our elections. Um if they were active right now, I mean, what better way to destroy a country from inside out than to attack during a pandemic and convince a bunch of people and enrage a bunch of people to go outside and expose themselves and expose other people. It's the same base of people. Now, I mean, I think I know left and right people were also being controlled by this, this, this Russian, you know, social media thing that happened during the election. But I think a lot of it was pro-Trump, it's been shown. So I don't think it's a accident that maybe some of these rallies that were droned up by maybe a single person is on that side of the political spectrum. It just, it makes me right. think a little bit. I'm being very conspiracy theory right now. But. Yeah. What are you going to say, Chris? Um, I just wanted to say that I know that hearing about the coronavirus from everybody all day, every day, can be really stressful and really exhausting. Um, so I just wanted to make, I guess, a PSA to everybody that it's important to stay updated, you know, get your daily dose of news or maybe every other day, but like take yes. care of yourself, you know, like practice self-care during all this, take a nice warm bath, drink some tea, whatever helps you chill because uh, this is a really stressful time, but we are all in this together. You know, the whole world is in this. We're all feeling impacts from this. So, uh, you know, take care of yourselves and stay educated. Yeah. Yep. With, with credible yeah. sites, credible. Make sure if you're sharing something that it's credible. Make sure it's from a credible site that's not your friend. That's not something that somebody said or mm-hmm. conspiracy theories that it's from the... Yeah. World Health Organization, or it's or the Center for Disease Control. Yes. Well, it's really great, too. I think um, a lot of social media sites have been trying their hardest in this time to really crack down on, you know, negative information, like false information. And anytime someone makes a post that says COVID-19 or coronavirus or anything, Facebook will pop something up saying, if you want the most updated and accurate information, go to the CDC, like go to who and stuff like that. So I think that's really good. Yes, it is. It is. And and I noticed that that's very good. Or we'll say this is from, this is actual fact. This is an actual fact. So uh, kudos to, um, kudos to, to Facebook and I'm sure other social media sites. So it looks like we are going to move right on to these segways are just happening instantly. Gas I just can't remember the next gas kill. Yeah. Otherwise known as gay answers to straight questions is our segment where we take a 
question that um, one of us in the LGBT community may have been asked or that we found online, and we try and give it uh, our most genuine answer and um, critique it as best we can. We know that some questions are just because people don't know. And other questions are a little bit hostile, but we'll, uh, we'll, we generally try to critique, but also answer, generally. Sometimes it's one thing more than the other, but, you yeah, know. It depends. It depends <laughs> on the question. Okay. Does anybody have any? I have some if we don't. I had an in- interesting question that a coworker asked me a little while ago, and I think I actually posted it on the uh, GasQ post. Oh. At one point, because okay, you cool. guys post on Facebook every once in a while asking for guest yeah. cues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go, yeah. Uh, go for it. Do you have it? So my coworker, because I was talking to him about me being non-binary, and uh, he knows that uh, my husband and I have been talking about having children, and he asked if I was going to raise my kids as non-binary, and that was a really oh. interesting oh. question, because um, there are actually a lot of parents who are raising their children with they them pronouns and like not disclosing their sex to people and trying to raise right. them very gender neutral right. um, until they can grow up and determine for themselves what their gender is. I'm not personally going to do it. Um, I can talk a little more more about why, but I don't want to take up the whole segment. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I I forget what there's a term. That's not offensive. I'm sure there are babies? offensive terms. Sorry? Babies is something that they're... Oh, babies. That's, yeah. that's a, that seems a little derogatory to me, but um, I, I, I think there's another name. I'm not thinking of it right now. But but yeah, and it's it's really interesting that a couple of years ago, this, is some, this was something that was outlandish and crazy and would make, you know, national news headlines, you know, parents won't divulge baby's name to dentist's office, you know, or baby's, you know, gender to dentist's office, you know, all this, you know, crazy stuff. And now that it's actually picked up, it's like actually slightly gotten more normal. I feel like in time that will become more normal. But yeah, it's, you know, uh, you know, picking, picking baby colors instead of pink or blue, you pick like green or yellow or something like that. And gender reveal parties. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Funny. Yeah. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna have a gender reveal party, but then I'm like, we cut the cake or whatever is gonna happen. It's just gonna explode, and it's gonna be either rainbow or black. There was like... a, there was a, there was a, there was a comic that I saw that was a, it was a, it was a gender reveal party, and the, and the, all right, here's the, here's the baby's gender, and then she cuts the cake, and it's green, and then it cuts to her face, and she's like a lizard, and then it cuts to the baby's face, and the baby's a lizard, and it's like. <laughs> it was, it was fantastic um but yeah so Same that's a thing that some people do even like cis people even cis people will you know sometimes raise their babies yeah. as, you know just to be supportive and to let, to let children decide for themselves and i personally feel like letting your children know that they you know can decide for themselves and giving them good information is equally a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I understand, I understand both sides. So. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me when my daughter was growing up, um, I did not impose my religious viewpoints on her. Right. Um, 
she I made sure that she was exposed to various religions, whether it was attending a friend's bat mitzvah, bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah, um, and just different things. And I remember at some point she asked me, and I shared with her a book that I had at the time that talked about all different kinds of, all levels of spiritual, being spiritual and religions. And she, I don't know what questions she asked me. And I said, well, no, I didn't do that because it's a very personal thing. And in time, my job is to make sure that she's educated and that she's aware of, um, you know, there's many options. And it's something that she can make an educated decision about when she is an adult. Yeah. And if you can do that, if you could do that about religion, I feel like uh, right, absolutely do that about gender and and exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, I Um, just with uh, my children, I understand people who want to raise their children as non-binary, and I think that's really great, especially in communities that are very accepting. Uh, But I live in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So um, I'm just a little more nervous about like what my children might face if they are raised that way. And I also understand that the large majority of children are cisgender. So I don't want to like to me on the flip side of it is also like now you're kind of assuming that your child is trans. So how is that different from assuming that your child is interesting? So If I have a child who is born with female genitalia, I'll call her she, her. And until the point, like, I'll let her know if you are a boy, if you are he, him, or if you want to go by they, them, or if you want to go by ZZ or it, it's or any pronoun, you want to change your body however you want, you tell me. Like, I'll raise them to let them know that it's okay right. to change whatever about yourself. You just have to let me know. Yeah, so kids are, like, kids are really them, flexible. Yeah, like I'll raise them with assumptions, but if those assumptions are wrong, I'll flip it. Right, and education is the most important part. And yes, you know, education and acceptance. So, if you're raising your child and letting them know, know that they have options and that you'll accept them, you know, whatever they decide, that's that is absolutely completely understandable to me, at least. Um, yeah. Like that was a long answer to a gay question. <laughs> yeah, no, no okay. it, was it was great. It was, a, it was actually an interesting question. So I have one yes. that's very, very short and will be either really funny or really insulting or both <laughs> and won't require much of an answer because it's just one of those questions. Okay. Um, oh this is from a 30-year-old queer person's mom. Um, she said, why don't you wear dresses anymore? Are you one of those weird gender people? <laughs> wow and how old well, was the kid this the woman's 30 years old this is just her mom asking her i don't know oh, if she okay. came out late or um this just just I happened to, but i hate to break it to this person's mom but we're all those weird gender people <laughs> i do indeed identify as weird gender yeah weird weird gender person. weird gender people yep that one's good Oh, made me laugh really hard. You know, because yeah, you know, it's just someone that doesn't understand. Why don't you wear dresses anymore? Oh. I don't wear dresses anymore, really. So I wear dresses but... all the time. They're just comfy. I don't want to put on pants. They are comfortable, but I also feel like I have a weird thing where, like, I I'm not trans, but I have been going through this weird thing over the last couple of years where 
wearing a dress, not skirts, wearing a dress gives me a weird kind of dysphoria that I don't know how to explain because I'm not trans. Right. Like, I don't, I feel very uncomfortable in public in dresses and I don't know why. I like to wear them around my house if they're big and I'm like, because they're comfy and you can like move in them and stuff. But when I wear them out in public, I just feel, yep. Fox, I don't it's a, feel It's okay right. to be butch. It's okay <laughs> to be butch, Fox. <laughs> I wear skirts, man. I like skirts and tights. All right, all right, butch, dresses. all right. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they have to have a certain look and I don't like looking because like all my skirts are like black. And all my tights are oh, like yeah. black, oh, and most yeah. dresses are not black. So it's like, I, I, don't know. Related, I don't know. I think a related gasque could be like my husband and other people every once in a while. If I wear a dress, they're just like, oh, so it's a femme day? I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't feel like matching two pieces of clothing kind of day. My, uh, my, I started Animal Crossing, and one of the first outfit things that I got was I got a, I got a, black bomber jacket and I got a camo skirt and I'm like I am living for this combination (laughs) I never realized that this is my style but I am so into it and I was so happy I'm so happy with Animal Crossing and a lot of other games nowadays like role-playing games where you can dress from whatever clothing like because a lot of older games would have like these are the masculine clothing and these are the feminine clothing so it would split it depending on what gender you chose in the beginning but now a lot of games are just like here's the whole wardrobe go for it go crazy all right so So, moving on let's move on uh, to we're gonna round out with newsworthy or not okay Mm -hmm. um this is a segment of quick headlines that i will read that we read to kind of just get reactions to things and they should be quick they should be short just things that we didn't have a chance to cover things that aren't mainstream enough to make it onto a rant so the first one i have is washington students so students of washington state i think won't get f's during coronavirus crisis oh that's nice so with lobbying via lobbying if anyone doesn't know what lobbying is basically people throw money at congress people and get on stuff but uh with a lobbying push gyms get on phase one of trump's reopening plan uh, oh yeah you just love buying yourself into capitalism uh, i think the wwe too is now considered essential oh my god yeah gyms are the worst gyms are literally like the worst place to be when an outbreak happens it is mm-hmm. the germiest place ever people are yep. exhaling a lot harder oh, god touching stuff touching everything not washing stuff <laughs> okay trump says military's blue angels thunderbirds will perform over cities so yes. they're this jets is, yes this was going to happen um it was actually going to happen at the time of recording yesterday but it was postponed. But yes, look out in uh, news for, uh, for like flying formations and stuff over. And this is this never happens. This does not happen ever. This is, so this is a once in a lifetime thing. Look out for it. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty crazy. I heard it was in tribute for healthcare workers or frontline workers, but I'm not totally sure. Yeah. But um, if it's Trump's doing it, I'm I'm bound to believe it's an ego thing. But anyways. <laughs> New York releases. Yeah, look what I can do. New York releases antibody testing data. Fourteen percent of population may be infected with coronavirus. They're finding. 
14 percent that is huge that is a very large number we talked about this before we were talking about what four percent of the population is like 800 million or something is that what we were talking about yes one time so think of 14 freaking percent okay Trump suggests injecting disinfectant into the body to treat coronavirus. Oh my goodness, I can't. I just we are I just, all gonna I die. <laughs> We're all gonna die. <laughs> oh my you know, goodness! What we should all be doing oh. is taking vodka shots every morning and every afternoon. Clearly, yeah, yeah, that might help. And this one's a feel-good one. A dog that was stolen in December has now been reunited with its owner. They found it in a shelter. Oh. The dog's been missing for like five or five months, and they found her in a shelter in a different state. Wow, wow, wow! You know, it's always nice when you hear that some animal made it back or found their owner. You know, this isn't a headline, but I know this is a thing. Apparently, like animal adoption and and fostering has skyrocketed. So that's amazing. Just please oh. don't get rid of your animals when this is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Um, Lulu Lemon. Which, if you don't know, I guess is, I think it's just like some white girl clothing shop. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a big familiar. shop. It's a big shop. We have some in Philly, actually. But Lululemon apologizes after art director advertises bat fried rice shirt and fires the employee who made it. Wow. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bat fried what? Bat fried rice. So it's Yikes. kind of like a racist take on the coronavirus, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. bat started in China. Jeez. Yeah, super lovely. But you know they uh, they they fired the employee that made it. And oh. Las Vegas mayor wants COVID nineteen restrictions lifted faces widespread national criticism. So basically, the biggest county near Las Vegas doesn't have jurisdiction over the mayor of Las Vegas. So of course, Las Vegas wants to open early because money. Right. Oh. And the casino, mm. obviously, is the second best place to the gym to go. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Everyone's drunk, you know. Yeah. People are touching everyone. It's great. Yeah. Just, um... Okay. All right. You have been listening to uh, Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP, Philadelphia, and online at germantownradio.com. We have been Cue the Mic. Yeah. Mike, and we want to thank Chris for joining us today with with Thanks, Chris. their thank you lovely for- list of pronouns. Check. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Have bye. a good one. Yeah. You too. Bye. Uh, be, be safe. Bye bye now. Catch us on the social medias: Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cue the Mike Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa. Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to Pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.